everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Bata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. I wanted to heal. I wanted to be responsible. I wanted to stay impressive, but most of all, I wanted to be beautiful because that is what our culture told me that was the most important thing for a woman to be. It was beautiful. It was non-negotiable. And the thing that still blows my mind every day is that there's no understanding that it is the most dangerous thing to tell someone to diet. Why is our understanding of health so limited and so black and white? Why didn't anyone tell me about the effects of chronic stress or to focus on stress reduction and sleep or, you know, having fun? Why didn't anyone teach me about emotions and emotional resilience? Why didn't anyone encourage me to go to therapy? Why didn't anyone tell me about diet culture or the danger of yo-yo dieting and weight cycling? The answer I have so far is that our culture is obsessed with weight, really, truly obsessed, and we are blinded by our obsession with weight. Our confirmation bias keeps us obsessed with weight, blaming it for every health problem under the sun and considering weight loss is a cure-all. Guys, that is a uh, little excerpt from a book that I've been reading called Tired as F. You can obviously add in the word, (laughs) the reward. Uh, This book is written by Carolyn Dooner. She's the author of another book that she wrote called The Effort Diet. And this book is all about the burnout at the hands of diet, self-help, and hustle culture, which is what I want to talk about this week, actually. Um, You know, it's become incredibly clear to me, especially after watching the remake of a music video for a song um, called Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. It's made many years back. It's actually one of my favorite songs from way back when. And there was a music video remake where it talks about the toxic culture we have built around the shoulds and the obsessive idea of what we should look like, how we should act, how we should think, how we should be, that there's only black and white when it comes to beauty, when it comes to body image, when it comes to just how we function as human beings. And today I want to start the conversation that needed to be started a while back and share vulnerably about how this video impacted me and talk about this new idea that um, I'm going to be sharing a lot about probably in the upcoming weeks, which is this idea of health esteem and taking care of ourselves in a way that actually is realistic to us and not driven by this toxic weight-obsessed culture that unfortunately we've been trying to navigate for so, so, so long. Um, But before I do that and jump into that, I've got a great episode for you today. Let's talk about the taco of the week because this one was really freaking cool in the fact that we got to make our own tortilla this week. Uh, I got to give credit again to my dad because he came up with this one super, super good. Um, When he gave me the idea, I was like, you know, that, that could be good. And it turned out incredible. It is a cheddar, sorry, cheddar. It is a cheddar carrot taco, okay? So the tortilla itself is made from carrots, okay? It's got almond flour, a little bit of cheese. It's unreal, okay? And I actually had the idea of like, man, you could probably make like a a carrot cake taco out of this. So stay tuned. We might come up with a different version of this. But the one that we came up with is a 
cheddar carrot tacos. So it's got some pork in it. It's got a couple of other veggies in it. This tortilla is you have to try and make it even if you decide to do some different feelings. Either way, uh, go and check it out in the show notes after the episode today. And I hope that you guys enjoy. But uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Um, I'm going to start with sharing vulnerably about, you know, just my thoughts and my story when it comes to when I viewed this video. And when I was watching this video, if you haven't taken the chance to watch it, please go do it. In fact, I'll just make a note to link it in the episode show notes as well so you guys can click on it right from there. But it is so powerful and it just kind of brings you to your knees, but in the best way where you know that in our society, a breakthrough is on the rise, but this is the conversation that we need to start having and it's not going to happen over time. Uh, I'm sorry, overnight. It's going to happen over time. And so I want to be a part of the force that is the light for our communities and for my loved ones and for my friends that are listening now of let's have this conversation about this toxic culture that we've built when it comes to, again, our bodies and how we operate and what we should look like and all the things. And so I think about the fact that, you know, even I've lost, even after I've lost, I should say, um, 75 pounds, these thoughts around body image and how I should look or ways I should act, you know, all those things, even though that weight loss truly changed my life in so many incredible ways, those thoughts like that really take you down and make you question a lot about, you know, your worth and you know, are you beautiful? Do you look the way that society expects you to look? All those things, they don't go away. In fact, I think in some capacities, um, they've honestly gotten worse. Um, And I'm just sharing completely honest thoughts here. But sometimes, especially now, because I'm a coach and a trainer, there's specific pressures of what I should look like and, you know, how strong I should be because, you know, I'm a trainer and everyone should look at me in a certain way. And there's also this fear of relapse, right? Of, well, what if I ever go back to it? And I've shared this with actually a handful of people that there's always been this PTSD, I should say, about the weight um, and, you know, going back to that really dark time in my life. You know, I associate the two very same. And if I was to ever get to, you know, that the weight that I was, you know, I, I got to imagine that that rock bottom would be just as deep, if not deeper. And so I'm still navigating a lot of those things. Um, again, this isn't something clearly it's been over two years now since I've lost 75 pounds. Um, and some of these thoughts continue to circulate. And I also want to say too, that even after being at rock bottom for so long, this weight loss journey for me, like when I was at rock bottom and then I lost all the weight and of course people were like, hurrah, yay, you did it. Like, congratulations, right? That feels good. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying we shouldn't celebrate people for things that are important to them and they achieve their goal. But for me specifically, it became a really huge milestone that I was really proud of. And then all of a sudden, because I haven't really had anything previous to that after being in a toxic relationship and not seeing things go well at work, like that was the thing that I kind of you know, put the chip on my shoulder about. And um, there was some issues, I would say, around making weight my worth. Um, And I didn't know that at the time until, again, I started to really dig into 
my mental health because I would say when I was on the journey of losing 75 pounds, I didn't actually really consider my mental health. I pushed through a lot of things. I didn't read personal growth books. I didn't listen to podcasts. Like I honestly kind of laughed at that stuff and I thought it was really annoying (laughs) Um, because I was all about like solution. Like let's get the thing done. Let's go. And the moment that I actually took the time to slow down, which it's funny that this happened during COVID, um, is when I realized, wow, if you are ever going to maintain this lifestyle and actually love this body that is so freaking amazing that you've now created that has so much opportunity to do insanely amazing things, you've got to start loving it fully and embracing it as it is and work on your headspace so that way you can maintain this and build upon this. And so that's where I'd say a lot of things started to shift. And so now having this experiencing or experience and, and fast forwarding to now to having this conversation, um, you know, I'm a health coach now. I, I run my own business. I also personally train people. I coach Ninja Warrior, right? So for me, the health and wellness industry is ingrained into my heart. It's ingrained into my life. And being a coach for so many people, I have seen the thick end of just how many people struggle with body image. They struggle with weight as they're worth, just like I did. Um, they, a lot of people, oh my gosh, struggle with just staying consistent and yo-yoing, which is so detrimental to our mind and to our body in so many different ways. And so I wanted to bring to this episode today the components, or I should say, the habits of what it takes to build health esteem. And if you've never heard of the term health esteem before, I'm going to explain it to you because this is a new term that has been thrown around, at least in the circle that I'm a part of. And it hasn't necessarily like been defined. I mean, I think that, you know, it, there's there's loose definitions out there. So for me personally, I wanted to create a definition of what health esteem means to me. And I quite honestly encourage you to do the same. Like when you hear that, like what comes out for you um, just naturally and how does it ring to you. But this is what I will tell you of, of how I define it and what it means to me. It's this term that I'm defining as embracing who and all that you are so that you can maintain the healthy habits that are true to you. And I really want you to focus in and hear me out when I say that are true to you because I think that exactly what this book was just talking about, right, that I just read off is that we look at this idea of health and wellness and body, right, as, uh, or even just weight loss, I should say, not just our bodies, but weight loss too, as a one size fits all. And that's just not the case. And one thing that I've really come to love and appreciate being a coach is understanding that there's so many ways to attack being healthy. Because I think that, um, you know, as stressful as it can be to see so much gunk out there and things that are misleading you and do this, this, and that, I think once you truly understand what's important to you and what healthy looks like on your terms, it frees you up to explore the things that naturally gravitate to you, if that makes any sense. And you get the chance to explore different options as you go through different seasons of life. And so I know that that gives me a ton of freedom because again, there's so many different, you know, types of bodies with different unique challenges, right, that are out there. And 
we can't just say that health is a one size fit all. But what that also means too, is that we've got to put in the effort and the work to ask ourselves these questions and to see what is going to work for us. And also to give ourselves grace and to not get frustrated when things don't work just because they worked for someone else. I think that's probably the hardest part, right? About being a health coach is, well, this worked for me, try this. And it doesn't work for this person especially because I'm such a solution problem solver, that is really, really hard. And so for those of you that are probably listening to this, I assume in some capacity that you either want to live a healthy lifestyle or are already on the journey yourself to really define what healthy looks like for you. And it's okay if that's not the same definition of mine. For me, I can tell you healthy for me is giving myself options. And the options that I want to give myself to live my life involve me being strong and involve me making empowering choices around my food and understanding that I can't restrict myself and understanding that I need rest, right? Like I can go down the list because I've taken the time and the effort to actually define what that means to me. And so I really encourage you to just even start right before we go into this is What does healthy look like to you? Not to anyone else, not to society. What does it look like for you? Like what genuinely would feel good? And then from there, again, for those of you that are truly looking, like genuinely looking to live a healthy lifestyle on your terms and you have this great definition for yourself or maybe you're starting to figure it out, um, I want to talk you through the habits that I personally believe are the most important when it comes to a healthy lifestyle um, and comes to honestly building health esteem, which is the term that we're going to be talking a lot about. So with that being said, as I flip the page of notes here, <laughs> uh, there's three or four components or habits that I should say that I want to talk you through. The first one being is that it starts with your mindset. It starts with your thoughts and your stories that you tell yourself, the perspectives that you have, the mental headspace that you navigate life with. Guys, I started with shakes and pills and working out several hours a day, okay? Notice how I didn't say a week, I said a day, okay? Of course I was going to lose weight because my body was going into some crazy reaction mode of trying to figure out what the heck I was doing to it. So there was so much of a deficit that I was losing weight in a way that was not healthy, And I didn't consider the mindset piece of this and how important mental health was. So take it from someone that did it ass backwards, okay, (laughs) how important this first step is. Like this is the most important. In fact, I believe it is the foundation of living a healthy lifestyle and building solid health esteem. And so I want to ask you some questions and you can choose to write these answers down now or maybe pause um, or go back to the episode later and write them down. But please don't skip uh, actually taking the time to answer these because I think it's going to give you a lot of clarity. But when is the last time that you took inventory of your thoughts around yourself and around your health? So just being able to be present with your thoughts and say, okay, what what are the stories that I've been telling myself as of late when it comes to myself and how I'm navigating through life and who I am as a person and my health, the current state of it, how I'm navigating that, things like that. Just when is the last time you've actually taken inventory of it? And the follow-up question that would be, when is the last time that you actually faced them and asked yourself, are they true? So being able to you know, have this brain dump and see clearly what it is that's going on inside your head and being able to face them. 
You know, I think sometimes that we forget to ask ourselves these questions or not even just forget, we shy away from them and stop making it a habit because we're scared to see the answer. Because the answer nine times out of 10 is going to be revealing in a way that probably hurts and doesn't feel good, but it's exactly where we need to be and it's where we need to be hanging out. And so face them, right? Ask yourself, are they true? And as a follow-up to that, where did they come from? Why are we having these thoughts? And I think being able to go back and continuing to ask yourself, well, where'd that come from? And why? And why? And why? And it just leads down this good rabbit hole, right? Of figuring out what's true and what's not true. And what are the specific triggers that are causing you to believe certain things that aren't true? Okay. Um, And the last thing that I'd ask you to answer is how consistent are you with doing this activity specifically, along with taking time to work on your headspace? Okay. So taking the time to just have a few minutes to yourself, whether it's multiple times a day, maybe it's how you start off your day, how you end your day. Maybe it's a combination of all the things I'd be amazing as it is. I would tell you my routine when it comes to my mental health space is it's based on the season. You know, it used to be just about doing it in the morning and I'd be good for most of the day. There are some days where I need to do it periodically throughout the day. And Some of those things are, I'm going to pick up the book. I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal, right? There's so many different ways to do this. But I did, though, want to, and I'll link all of these in the show notes as well. I wanted to recommend the top books that have really helped me with my mental space, as well as this idea, again, of body image and expectations that are toxic and shoulds and how we view ourselves as individuals. And the first book is going to be How Are You Really? That book is at the top of my list right now. Still highly recommending it. The book that I'm reading right now, it's Tired as Fuck. Um, The third book is The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. And then the fourth book is This Is Me. Okay. Those are going to be the four books that I really encourage you to, uh, to check out. And I'm going to link them in the show notes. Moving on next, the second vital habit that I believe builds a solid health esteem is clean energy and healthy swaps, okay? And essentially what I mean by this is not restricting yourself nutritionally and making empowering food choices, period, dot, point blank, okay? Um, I started off with restricting myself and it got to the point where I was just not, we're we're not even going to get into that. Things were not okay, (laughs) and I built a not-so-great relationship with food, and a lot of people didn't know that. I think even my parents are still like, we had no idea that you were battling this, and I'm like, yeah. Um, But uh, guys, life is not meant to be restricted (laughs) in my perspective and take it from someone that did this. And so what I wanted to do is a special treat uh, just for this week specifically, and I tend to do this on my stories already, is on my stories this week, both on Instagram and Facebook, if you don't follow me or friend me, just go ahead and do that and I will be sure to friend you back. Um, But I'm going to be posting on all day Tuesday and adding it to a highlight on my Instagram page uh, about healthy swaps, right? Things to give us clean energy, Um, just ways to still have fun with the choices that you're making without feeling like you have to have chicken and broccoli and rice for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. I like to eat. I love dessert. I have a sweet tooth. And guess what? I still get to have all of that and I get to feel really good. So I'm going to be doing that to my stories because I don't want to go too far uh, into that on here. However, what I will share about this just to kind of wrap this space up is worrying about your food. 
and having guilt about what it is that you're putting into your body, like literally getting into that vicious cycle is terrible, okay? It does no good for you at all. And that worry and stress tends to actually lead to more weight gain. Um, It tends for you to hold on to things and to stories that don't serve you. And so what I highly, highly recommend is understanding, okay, where are you at right now with your relationship with food? And are the decisions that you're making right now, are they empowering you or are they making you feel restricted to the point where you're fixated on your food and you're feeling like you're walking on eggshells? And if you feel like you're falling on that side of the spectrum, we got to talk about finding you a plan that allows for you to have options, okay? Um, I have a personal plan that I follow that gives me so many options. And so if you'd like to find out more about that, um, you can go to the show notes once again. Lots of show note links this uh, this week. And ask about just one of my programs. There's a link there. I think it's going to say something about like ask about my strength and mindset program. Just go ahead and fill out the form there um, because I do nutritional coaching as well too. Um, And I can give you some advice or at least um, some direction when it comes to plan that might work well for you. And then the third thing here is empowering movement. Okay. You should enjoy the way that you move. And I only say that because I remember being on the treadmill for countless hours. I remember being on the elliptical for countless hours. I thought that you had to do so much cardio and literally run your face off in order to see results. And that's just not the case. I didn't enjoy it. And it wasn't allowing for me to stay consistent because I wasn't enjoying it. So why in the heck would I want to wake up early to do it or wait till the end of the day when I'm freaking exhausted to do it? That sounds terrible, okay? (laughs) So you should enjoy the way that you move and being able to understand what that looks like for you. And again, how beautiful is it that there's so many ways to move? And when I'm talking about movement, I'm also talking about things like active recovery and stretching and what you're doing during your rest times, okay? I, on Wednesday, if you're going to follow me along this week in my stories, I'm going to be posting so many different ideas about different ways that you can move and get active. But one thing that I did want to specifically share here is how much activity that you're doing because I think that that's the biggest misconception is you know, how much do you move in order to see a deficit and to lose weight and to hit your health goals and la la la. Obviously, again, it's not a one size fits all, but this is what I do want to tell you is I overtrained a lot and it deteriorated my body um, and it actually did not do anything at all for me. It just made me less consistent with it and it made me hate it. And so what I would highly recommend is that you find yourself on a cycle where you're doing movement that you really enjoy for anywhere from three, maybe four weeks at most. And then taking a week to allow for your body to recharge. Now, when I say recharge, this is not like flipping to the opposite side and binging and not moving at all and just being a potato. I'm not saying that, okay? Like what I'm saying is actually intentionally resting, going on active recovery walks, doing mobility, maybe just doing things to get the muscle activated, but not fully on like you know, strength training and lifting heavy and doing the hard hitting work that you're doing because our bodies, scientifically guys, they need that rest time, okay? So being able to give yourself a couple of weeks of of time just to hustle, but then a week in between those hustle moments to just recharge and relax and get that body back to 100% so that you can continue to level up. And I promise you, you're gonna feel really freaking good if you operate on that schedule. And you don't also need to do workouts that are hours long, okay? Let's just screw that idea. 
I do 30 minute workouts, 30 to 45 minute workouts at most. I do them in the morning because I like to get them out of the way and then I'll stretch. And then at night, like a couple times a week when I have my ninja classes, I'll do ninja for like an hour or two, which is very much like a work on a skill here, run a course here, right? It's not like for the full two hours I'm going, going, going. It's more on like the casual setting, okay? So I'm not doing a ton, even though a lot of people are probably misconceiving that I am. 30-minute workouts are great, even 20-minute workouts, okay? And if you want to challenge me on that, again, come get into my DMs, come email me, come ask me about my strength program, and I will show you just how effective 20 to 30 minutes can be, okay? And then last but not least, I know this is a longer episode, but I know there's going to be so many people that um, are impacted by this, so I want to give you as much as I can here. This fourth thing, and notice to the language, take notice to the language that I'm actually utilizing here, is attract your tribe. Okay, that is the fourth habit. I'm using the word attract because I don't think that you should just join any community. I think that when you are doing the first three things that I'm talking about, you are going to attract the right people to your life to take this journey with you. And so I know that a lot of you are like, well, I need more accountability to stay consistent. Well, I totally agree with that. Um, And that's why I have an accountability group because I still need help to this day staying consistent on certain things that I'm shooting after. But you have to keep your promise to yourself first before anyone else can hold you accountable to anything else, before it'll actually work, okay? Truly, that is my, my thought, okay? And when you do that and you keep your promises and you start showing up in a different way, those right people are gonna come out of the woodworks and they're gonna be the people that help you level up and push to new heights and help you navigate those really crappy seasons of life that inevitably happen because that's life, that's what an accountability group is for. It is not there to get you to move. It is not there to get you to follow through. Guys, it is there to help you level up. And so this is where I want to end it, okay? Is that if any one of these things impacted you today, one, I hope that you would share this with someone else that needs to hear this message because I'm so passionate about starting this conversation around health (laughs) and realistic expectations around health and allowing for us to live healthy on our terms, not anyone else's terms, so we can get out of this lifestyle. But also, too, if you are in that space where you are wanting to attract the right tribe and you feel like a lot of what I'm talking about is exactly what you need, On November 7th, I'm going to be starting a health esteem challenge in my accountability group that I run from month to month, and we're going to be focusing on these three things alone, okay? So mindset, bettering your mental health space. We're going to focus on empowering food choices, giving you more than enough recipes, encouraging you to eat dessert, giving you healthy swap ideas, all of the things, right? Um, And empowering movement, right? Just doing movement that your body actually craves and enjoys and not breaking it down to the point of, of burning out, okay? So if you feel like that's going to very much help you, again, go and fill out the link in my show notes, and I would love to get you involved in that challenge for next month. But until then, you guys, thank you so much for showing up for you. I hope this episode allowed for you to wipe the slate clean and blow the gates off some things that were just no longer serving you anymore. And I also hope that this episode, more importantly, allows for you to step into your power allows for you to step into who you always have been, but maybe it got lost, it got covered up with a lot of gunk and dust, allows for you to pull that beautiful person back out and come back home to you 
and navigate this wonderful, beautiful life that you have in front of you on your terms. I'll see you guys next week for the next episode of Talk About It Tuesday. See you then.